Northumberland 89.7 is CFWN, truly local radio, serving Northumberland County, a not-for-profit volunteer community radio station. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts and guests of Reality Realty are not necessarily the views or opinions of Northumberland 89.7 FM. The information given is designed to be informative and helpful. You should always consult a professional when buying or selling your home. Hello, Northumberland County. This is Reality Realty, Northumberland 89.7 FM's real estate talk show. Grab a cup of coffee or your favorite beverage, maybe a cold drink on a hot day like today, and enjoy the next hour of real estate talk. I'm Dale Bryant, and I'm a real estate broker with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage. And at this time each week, we bring you Reality Realty your local real estate forum where we take on, we talk about, and we interview guests on all things real estate with a direct focus on our community and and all the little hamlets and the locations within it. This morning we have Carol Ann Bryant, mortgage broker with the Broker Financial Group with us as a co-host. Good morning, Carol Ann. Good morning, Dale. How are you? I'm well. Yeah, I always find it odd. You know, we're husband and wife. And at 11.01 in the morning, whenever you're on as a guest, you say, good morning, Dale, how are you? We, we, we said that a long time ago. Um, I guess we did, but maybe something's changed in the last couple hours. Okay. All right. Something I've been keeping from you. No. Perhaps. I'm, I was good then, and good. I'm still feeling good right now. Well, it's hot. It's definitely hot, and, and it actually doesn't feel too bad in the studio here. We, for now. For now. We have a big picture window in this studio. It's a south-facing window. There's no shade in front of it. This this studio can be notoriously hot, even in the winter, can't it? Yeah, it's yeah. true. But it's not feeling bad. Somebody somebody unlocked the uh, cover on the air conditioner thermostat and uh, gave us a little relief. So that's a good thing. Uh, so today, Carol Ann, we're going to be looking at... Uh, couple topics we're going to hear about some changes that happened to the credit bureaus you're going to be telling us about that yes and we're also going to be looking at folks opposing opinions and confusing issues in the real estate industry so let's begin with a market update we'll take a look at snapshot which is today's residential real estate market right here in Northumberland County well, we're, the sale numbers, uh, they continue their uh, July and August slowdown, and we have sales in a typical summer dip, and the sales over the past uh, month in Northumberland County has been 131 sales, and that leaves us with an inventory of 328 residential listings for sale in our community. The average selling price of successful sales over the past 12 months is approximately $327,000. So folks have been receiving, on average over the past year, 98% of their asking price in a market time of 56 days. We are still in a seller's market with an absorption rate of 40%, and that's based on the past month's trends of 
sales and supply. And we're gradually moving in the direction of a balanced market, but it's still far from a balanced market. I research these Northumberland County statistics and calculate the absorption rate using information from List Central. And List Central is the local realtor component of the MLS system. If you're thinking of buying or selling a home, you'll want this information to be area specific. You'll want it specific to the property type you're looking at and the price band it's going to be in. So what do you do? You talk to your local realtor and they will help you understand the Northumberland market information that's most relevant to you, most relevant to your sale, most relevant to your purchase. Well, Carol Ann, how about the mortgage rates today? What are, what are we at? Uh, they have remained the same. Mm-hmm. So fi- uh, the lowest five-year fixed is uh, 3.49. The so lowest... Lowest five-year fixed? <laughs> Sorry, it's not 3.4. No, I was going to say, that's not what you told me this morning. It's 2.35. 2.35. Uh, yeah, I that don't know sounds, what I was thinking of. <laughs> that sounds that sounds more like what you told yes, me. Yes, yeah. 2.35. And the variable has remained the same at Prime. The lowest that you can get uh, is Prime minus 0.5. And Prime has uh, remained at 2.7. There's been no mm-hmm. change there. So still fantastically low rates and of course there's some conditions that apply to those rates as well as always yes. as always and we'll talk about some of those conditions with the credit bureau later in the show mm-hmm. well folks today's mortgage rates they come to us from mortgage broker caroline bryant with the broker financial group and that folks is your current snapshot of the residential real estate market here in northumberland county once again it's the time of year when your local realtors are putting on an annual summer event. And we have here in the studio with us, we have Sam Miran. And Sam is a real estate broker with Coldwell Banker RMR here local, locally. And he's also a director in uh, the Northumberland Hills Association of Realtors. And Sam's going to tell us a little bit more about this event. Sam, welcome to the show. Thanks, Dale. Yeah. No problem. So tell us about this event, Sam. Okay, we're having our um, our annual golf tournament. This year it's going to be a little bit different. We're doing it, all the proceeds are going to go to charity, 100% mm-hmm. of the proceeds. Uh, this is the first time that's happened in, in many years. Uh, the charity that we've selected is the Greenwood Coalition out of, out of the Port Hope area. The tournament is on August the 18th of 2016, and it's going to be held at the Port Hope Golf and Country Club. The cost for the tournament is $80. That's going to include your lunch, your golf, your cart, and a, a pig roast after. Probably one of the cheapest golf tournaments that I've, that I've ever personally been involved with or seen in a long time. During the day, there's going to be, uh, you're going to be able to, to purchase tickets for mulligans. There's going to be a hole-in-one for a vacation that the PGA National Resort in West Palm Beach would include for two people, air fight and uh, golf for two, and it's sponsored by Merritt Golf. There's going to be a Kia Sportage 2017, sponsored by Cobra Kia, obviously. Um, and there's going to be lots of other fun prizes during the day. One thing that we're missing right now is we're missing golfers. We really need people to get out and support your local realtor and your local charity. So we really, really need golfers to come out and uh, and support this event. During the uh, the banquet, there'll be silent auctions. We've got a lot, of, a lot of really neat prizes donated by local suppliers and local businesses. So if you need to, to get out there and have some fun on the golf course, my suggestion is come out and, and support your local realtor, support the Greenwood Coalition. Um, what I'd like to do is to have you call uh, either one of the four uh, members 
committee members to come out and, and join this tournament. We have Jody Ledgerwood. She's from Northumberland Hills Realty. She can be reached at 905-269-7653. Nathan Copeland, he's from Coldwell Banker RMR. He can be reached at 905-372-9323. Uh, our executive officer for our, our board is Jeanette Laffin. Uh, does a great job. She can be reached at 905-372-8630. Or myself, Sam Muron, I can be reached at 905-376-7899. We need your local support. Thank you. So, Sam, uh, August 18. August 18. And and I absolutely agree with you. The The value is so much there. I mean, you, you show up around 12 noon on the 18th, and right away you're welcomed with a, a lunch, and, and it's always a, a good lunch. Then you do 18 rounds. You come back for a barbecue dinner. A pig roast. A pig roast with uh, and, and, and lots of prizes. And it's just a fun time. And, and then it's also a chance to find out how good a golfers are those realtors in, in the community, right? Well, it's that part of it, but it's also a chance to support Greenwood Coalition. Oh, absolutely. I, I, haven't, I didn't know about this charity prior to uh, getting involved with this tournament, and it's just, the work they do is just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not, they're not self-serving. It's just, it's just reaching out to, to the community. So it's just great. Yeah, people behind the scenes uh, doing good for, for the community. Exactly. We even have the mayor of Port Hope. We got a, a thing from him yesterday. He's he's volunteering to come out and golf. He's going to golf. So, so folks, if you're an individual, phone one of these four people. If you have a group, you could join as a group too, couldn't you, Sam? Exactly. We need golfers. Well, we'll set you up in a group, or you bring your own group. And and do I understand that right? There's actually two hole in one uh, prizes. Two hole in ones. One for a uh, 2017 Kia Sportage from Coburg uh, uh, Kia, and another one is for a uh, week and or I'm sorry, I think it's four days, three nights, uh, three rounds of golf, airfare for two at uh, PJ National in Florida. Those are big prizes. Those for, are big prizes for a local. So if you're if you think you're a ringer, if you think you got a decent chance, you know that ball that you can put the ball on the green, even if you only occasionally do it, every dog has its day. Uh, exactly, <laughs> and, exactly. And you might just do it. Well, thank you very much, Sam, for for that information. And uh, that, that, folks, is, are your local realtors just trying to make a difference in the community. Well, Carol Ann, what about, we, we talked at the beginning of the show about the credit bureaus. Right. And there's been, there's been a change to the reports. Um, can you tell us a little bit about those changes? So this is with Equifax. They're generating a new, what we see as mortgage brokers and uh, when we pull your bureau will be completely different than what we saw before. They've added some things in and the lenders will see different information mm-hmm. as well. So it's all about mitigating risk, the risk factor involved. This has become um, something that the government has really been pushing with lenders to really take a look at the risk so that, you know, the default, the mortgage default doesn't climb up, especially in a climate where we have low interest rates. Um, They want to make sure that people are not getting in over their head. Mm-hmm. And so we still will have the the score, what we call the beacon score, that still remains the same. So the score ranges between 300 to 900. So the lower your score, the more likelihood that you will, that the person will become delinquent. The higher the score, the better. What is new in terms of that score 
is that now your mortgage payments will be calculated into that score. They'll become a component of that score, as well as telco trades, so cell phone bills. Cell phone bills have showed up on credit bureaus for a while, but they were never really um, a part of your, your score. It just They showed up, and, and obviously, um, you know, if you were delinquent on your cell phone bills, that didn't... Uh, that didn't bode well for you, but if that was the only thing you were delinquent on, then not not so bad. But now they will become part of your score. So if you've been in a habit of paying your cell phone bills late, that's now going to affect your score. Um, then there's a couple other components as well <clears throat> that will predict the likelihood that that you will become delinquent within you know, within 12 months, and so. There's two other scores that we will see on your bureau. Mm-hmm. Um, then, then the other big change is that there's going to be a bankruptcy score, which will be scored differently. It'll range from one to nine hundred ninety-nine, and this will be the lower the score will indicate the greater likelihood that the consumer will be filing for bankruptcy in, within twenty-four months. So that's that's hu- a huge difference as well. Mm-hmm. So, so so now two scores on on a credit bureau, and and credit bureaus now. Uh, you're talking about Equifax only because yeah. there there is a there Trans are two Union. there yeah. are two bureaus Equifax mm-hmm. and TransUnion. And uh, it, what other changes then, Caroline? With Equifax, with, with, with this new with this new uh, uh, credit report, it, is that about it? Those are basically it. That there's going to be more than just one score showing up. Okay. So it's just predicting the likelihood of delinquency. Oh, yeah. So somebody who hasn't had credit, they call it thin credit on on a bureau or thick credit. Mm-hmm. So if you have thick credit, you've had a credit history for quite some time. You've been using credit for many years. The person who's relatively new to credit, their score will be different than it was in the past. It will sort of be an indication of the fact that they're new to credit. So people who have been using credit for quite some time, they'll sort of benefit from that because they Mm -hmm. have a history. Um, So they'll sort of separate those two. Um, Lines of credit will show up differently on a credit bureau or calculate differently because people use lines of credit differently than they do uh, revolving credit like credit cards so that will show so it's just a more comprehensive report basically that will help the lenders and will help us to determine whether or not the you know the house that this person is trying to buy is is a good is a good fit for them mm-hmm. um, but you know two two big things are your mortgage will start reporting on your score and your uh, telephone bills and if you're looking if we're thinking about lenders for a mortgage, credit score, credit bureaus, uh, their reports can look very different for for different people. But that mortgage, that mortgage score, I understand. And if you could tell us a bit more, that's that's maybe a lot more important to those lenders than say how you were paying back your credit card or your utilities, isn't it? Uh, utilities don't show up on your on or your or or right? any so sort tel- of yeah. loan. Well, the obviously yeah. the mortgage, yeah, the, to be able to um, you know see whether or not there's been any late payments. Now, uh, another part of this this credit to new new reporting system is if you have had an isolated in- incident of delinquencies, you know, mm-hmm. maybe you're off work sick, maybe there's a, a marriage breakup, and you, you're going through a rough patch, that will be viewed differently than it was before. It will 
you know, you'll see it's an isolated incident and will calculate differently than, than someone who is delinquent on a regular basis over several years. You know, there's certain, you know, they're constantly laid on their, even though they eventually pay off their credit cards, they're laid all the time mm-hmm. consistently. So um, that, that will show up differently as well. But obviously, if you are late on your mortgage... And a lender's not going to want to take a, a on that A lender for mortgage, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if if you're thinking mortgage-wise and you're in a tough, tough spot and you're thinking about the future of getting a mortgage, you really want to pay that mortgage payment in full and on time every single time you can. I mean, if you, do, yes. if you had to let another payment go instead... Uh, I would think you'd want to keep that mortgage. And the majority of people do that. The majority Mm -hmm. of people will pay their mortgage. But I also want to let people know, um, contact your lender. If you are going through a difficult time, especially Mm -hmm. if you have an insured mortgage, CMHC, Genworth, Canada Guarantee, they all have programs available for people that are struggling. And they they will work out something with you. It's better to call them than to stick your head in the sand and, and, and think they're, they're going to ignore you because they won't ignore you. If you have a conversation with them up front and say, this is what I'm going through, maybe they'll work something out. Maybe they'll you know, change your amortization. Maybe they will allow you to skip a payment. Maybe they'll tack on stuff to the end. There's all sorts of things that they can do. Mm-hmm. They don't want to have to take over your house. So right. contact them right away and have that conversation before it becomes too late. So I'm thinking for the consumer, Caroline, likely, likely this is just a, another step in helping people, uh, to preventing them from getting into something that they just can't handle. Would that be correct? Yes. Yeah. And for the lenders as well to make sure that they're not taking on high risk yeah, clients. Yeah, prote- protecting them as mm-hmm. well. Well, Caroline, was I think it's time for our first break. Folks, you've been listening to Reality Realty. Northumberland 89.7 FM's local real estate talk and join Carol Ann and I after this break and we'll continue to talk about uh, opposing opinions and confusing issues in real estate. Uh, Join us in just a moment. Welcome back. This is Northumberland 89.7 FM's Reality Realty with Dale Bryant and my guest today is Carol Ann Bryant, mortgage broker with the Broker Financial Group. Before the break, we had we had Sam Miron here announcing Northumberland Hills Association of Realtors annual charity golf tournament happening this August 18th, and it starts at 12 noon. There's going to be, you're welcomed with a, a nice lunch. You get 18 uh, holes of golf and then a, a barbecue pig roast afterwards. There's tons of prizes. And we're looking for golfers. If you're a golfer and you're an individual or you you have a foursome or, or maybe just a couple people, uh, contact. Uh, Sam gave out some numbers. Contact those numbers. If you didn't have a chance to get those numbers, you can even call into the station and they'll get a hold of me and I'll hook you up with those folks. And for $80, you can be part of all this and have a, a great time out and know that the proceeds are going to a local charity, and that charity being the Greenwood Coalition. Well, Carol Ann, we were talking a little bit about the credit bureaus and the changes to the credit bureau reports before the break as well, and you mentioned a few of the changes. The other thing we wanted to talk about today, and that is opposing opinions 
and confusing issues in real estate. Mm-hmm. Now, real estate's a big, a big deal. It's convoluted. There's a lot to it, and the stakes are high. It's typically your most expensive investment, uh, where most of your money is tied up, and and your biggest your biggest debt obligation typically is your mortgage as well. So. It's no wonder with something with so much at stake that it can be convoluted and there can be differing opinions. One of the things, one of the first things I think of, Carolyn, when I think of opposing opinions is even opposing opinions from realtors who see things differently. I know I was at a... uh, I was at a meeting, a client had called me up wanting me to give them a value of their home, wanting to find out what I do for them if uh, they were to choose me to list their home. And I was talking about what I do in the package and, and part of what I do is I get I get all the homes pre-inspected. And the homeowner just said, whoa, stop for a minute here with that pre-inspection. This homeowner had been interviewing a couple of us, and he had asked previous realtors about home inspection. He actually brought it up about Mm -hmm. getting his home pre-inspected. He he has a beautiful home, and he keeps it well-maintained, and he knows. He knows the home inspection report will come come up good it will be favorable to him and he'd asked the other realtors about it and the other realtors said oh no no I wouldn't do that there's really no value in that so he was surprised when I actually brought it up and I was basically saying this is a good marketing plan to do and that is one example of where confusion can be involved as a consumer in the general public, you're going to sell your home and then you get from two real estate professionals complete opposite opinions. Mm-hmm. I mean, what what are you thinking about that with the... What, well, first of all, what do you think about that pre-inspection? I, I mean, it's going to be slanted because I talk about it. You're influenced by what I say, but what makes sense to you? I think as a homeowner, I would want to know... I, I, I see validity in it because I would want to know ahead of time if there are – you can't know everything. I mean, you, you, you've mm-hmm. lived in your house. You think you know their house. your house. There's stuff you don't see, stuff happening in the attic perhaps, various things that maybe you don't even think are a problem. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it shows up on the report and you get to address it before it goes on the market. I think that's a really great thing. Rather than not having that inspection report, people come in, they put an offer in, they bring in their own home inspector, and surprise, oh, we found this, and, and now you've got an issue now, and, and maybe that buyer is slightly less impressed with your house. Um, I'm all for having these things addressed up front. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like surprises. Yeah, and, and I've I've since thought, well, I immediately thought, why would... Why would somebody say, why would a realtor say there's no value in that? And I just, I just couldn't really wrap my head around it. Uh, I mean, you would think, just as you said, the homeowner should, should know about the issues in their home before the potential buyer knows. And that at least gives a homeowner time to uh, make them right. Uh, you don't want to be, you know, biting at your fingernails, wondering how the buyer's home inspection right. is going because you've never you've never seen an re- inspection report on your home. So, I mean, that's an example of your consumer 
you're even going to the professionals and you get different uh, different opinions. I mean, I, I don't I don't know what the uh, what the other realtor was thinking would be the downside of it. I suppose if something major was to show up in the report, but then again, when the buyer goes to do the home inspection, and and would you not say that the majority of buyers do home inspections? Is there ever a case where a buyer says, "No, I don't want a home inspection done"? There there is occasionally those cases, especially in this in this uh, very busy, active. Uh, seller's market we've had uh, occasionally somebody is uh, coming in without a home inspection clause because they they're trying to make their offer look as clean we we usually refer to it as clean as possible with the least amount of conditions right I don't think I don't think for a minute that's an advisable thing to do but maybe maybe because of circumstances maybe they've lost out on several homes and Mm -hmm. now another home comes up and and they're tempted by it so occasionally it happens but really and truly it is it is not uncommon for the inspection clause to be in there and i would say prior to 2016 i'd i'd be saying inspection clauses are in there you know, upwards of 98% of the time. Mm-hmm. So, so so it will be inspected. Yeah. So it's, again, it's going to come to light, any issues. And then I suppose if there's an issue that comes up and the homeowner doesn't want to address it or maybe financially can't address it, then then you would the sale price would be reflective of that perhaps. Well, yeah. Maybe, maybe you haven't been up on your roof. You know, you, there's no yeah. there's no need to go up on your roof. Maybe, maybe you don't even have a lot of trees near your home overhanging. So, so even eave trough cleaning is is something that's not a big concern because nothing, not very much gets into it. So you haven't been on your roof for years, and and all of a sudden you get that pre inspection report to come in, and you find out, wow, that roof is past its end of life. You're you're on borrowed time. Well, now you have a choice. You say, okay, do we do a roof right now before we put it up for sale? Or do we just get a quote on a roof and know its value and adjust the purchase price accordingly? And we can even leave the quote, uh, a copy of the quote on the kitchen table or on the counter for for potential uh, buyers to see. So there's not that fear factor of the unknown. Right. And and you adjust it, you adjust your price accordingly. Uh, I mean that gives you the the ch- the chance up front. The other way is you don't get that pre inspection. You work at a price, and uh, maybe it's a price as low as you ever were willing to go. You think you got that place sold, and and now the buyer brings in the home inspector, finds out the roof is way past its due date. It needed to be replaced yesterday. You're on borrowed time. But now they're going to come back possibly and beat you up on price and say, well, we still like the house, but mm-hmm. if if, we, if we're going to buy it, it's now reduced by whatever they decide. Or, or maybe they just walk away because they just say, you know what, we just, we're just not interested anymore. Yeah. To me, it makes sense. To me, it takes some stress out of the whole process because it's a very stressful situation to 
sell your house. It's well, and, it's an anxious time, right? Yeah, and believe me, the pre-inspection is still stressful. Sure. Because your house is being, uh, you know, looked at so closely. And of all the people in the uh, real estate process, I think the home inspector is is the least liked. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, because... Poor Dave. Uh, the, yeah, they... <laughs> People don't necessarily like uh, what they have to say. Well, that that's, I mean, that's one example of uh, opposing opinions that can be confusing for the general public. What about, uh, Carol Ann, with, uh, you know, we first talked about the credit bureau in, in the first segment. What about people that maybe have been in trouble with credit cards before and they, you know, they, they change their habits around they stop buying with all that credit, and they do what they figure is a responsible thing. Maybe they even cut the credit cards up so they won't be tempted with them, and they always use cash. Is there is there anything confusing about yes. about that situation? Yes. You know, good for them. Good for them that they've gotten their spending under control, and they've decided to go down a different path and not rack up those credit cards again and, and pay cash for everything great bad if you want to get a mortgage because doing that at a certain point in time if you have no active credit that you're using Mm -hmm. your score will drop it it will it for a short while it'll be fine because there's still be some some history on those cards that you were using but eventually your score will drop and eventually you will get to the point and this is not a you know a nice term, but it's the term in the industry. You you will be a beacon reject. If you are a beacon reject, that means you have zero score. That means the chance of you getting a mortgage r- really slim from from a bank. You have to be using some credit to generate a score. So they've been counseled poorly in that case, or or they've just thought this is a good idea. A better thing to do is. You can decrease the limit on those credit cards so you don't have as much available to to use. Um, if you have four or five cards, that's unnecessary. You need two things reporting on your bureau to keep that score going, whether it's two credit cards, whether it's a credit card and a car loan or a line of credit. You should always have two things reporting. Mm-hmm. Anything outside of that is unnecessary for your credit score. I think of it as a very difficult thing to negotiate because if you think of other addictions that people can have, uh, maybe it's um, a food addiction, maybe it could be an alcohol addiction, maybe it's addiction to cigarettes. I mean, you always hear the only way is cold turkey. You have to, you can't have your foot half in the door and half out of the door you're not going to be successful. But here, what you're saying, I see it as, listen, I've had an addiction to spending. Right. I've had an addiction to buying too much with my credit cards on credit with money I didn't have. And now I'm ready to fix it. Now I've come to terms with it. Now now I'm ready. But you're telling me, unlike other addictions, I need to keep one foot in the door and I need to still keep some credit, use it responsibly Mm-hmm. But have the have the willpower to not go to places I've went before. I mean, when you think yes, of it like that. Unfortunately, if you want to be a homeowner, if you're never going to require a mortgage again in your life, then it's unnecessary. 
but never and always are yeah. words that just can yeah. get people in trouble. That's why I say if you have five credit cards, cut it down to one. If the limit on that credit card is $10,000 cut the limit back. You can. I mean, you know, credit card companies will continually up your limit all the time. Say to them, no, I only want a $2,000 limit on this card. I don't want any more. That's all I want. So you you can, you know, Mm -hmm. tweak those things so that you do not have access to the amount of credit you had before. And what about the prepaid card? Now that, can that be an answer? Sure. Um, You're using your own money then, so you're Mm -hmm. in control of it. So like a secured card you're talking about. A card where you where you put you put money on yeah. it so that yeah it's already your money but you put it on well, your that, credit card sure that could be an option for yeah. somebody who is who is but but then again will that act it, as a trade line the same way it, it in the will, credit bureau it will but then but then a lender will look at that and say well why do they need a secured credit card and as opposed to just having another credit, an unsecured credit card, mm-hmm. that means they have issues. So you or never, had yeah, issues? yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to tell how any particular lender will look at it, right? A secured card is looked at a little bit less favorably because mm-hmm. it means that you do have an issue with spending. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, uh, not much you can do. It's it's a tough spot for it, a person in that. It is a tough spot. And um, the other thing is a lot of people think if they pay something off, they should close it immediately as well. And and that can get you in trouble. You Just always rule of thumb, two things reporting on your credit bureau at all times. Mm -hmm. And maybe you just need some help. Maybe you got to reach out to family members or friends and say, listen, stop me. Stop me if I start doing this. Because because you do have to keep one foot in the door. Well, Carolyn, another another topic that I know is confusing is confusing for so many people, and this is in um, an agreement of purchase and sale. You have your house up for sale, and uh, you finally receive your first offer. And there's something on page one there is an ir- irrevocable date and time. Right. And that irrevocable time and date it is basically saying we the buyers we're offering you this offer that you see before you and we're, we can't change our mind because this has been signed by us under seal because where you sign your name there on on page five of that offer uh, typically on a standard offer that we deal with you're going to see what looks like this little star and it's black because it's black and white print, but that represents a seal. Mm-hmm. That's a seal. You're signing under seal saying, uh, we can't change our mind on this offer. We're offering this to you until, one, you make a change to the offer. Because if you make a change, that's like a counteroffer. That's that's like a new offer. Or until that that time on that date arrives and you haven't accepted it. You haven't accepted it and sent us our copy of proof that you accepted this offer. Uh, people, people tend to think because sometimes an offer will come in and the people aren't going to accept it. They know they're going to make some changes, but maybe they need an extra 24 hours or, or some sort of time to, to think this through. And, and occasionally you'll get a buyer saying, but they have to 
respond to this offer. We put down, we put down, uh, you know, tomorrow or which is now today, uh, today at uh, 7 p.m. And 7 p.m. Came, uh, came and went and they did not give us a counter offer or they didn't accept. And they think that's wrong. Whereas, yes, if they want to accept that offer, they had to accept it and get the copy to you, the buyer, or your buyers or your or your agent, uh, depending on agency uh, situations. But if they're going to make a change, that irrevocable time is basically ir- irrelevant, and that is something that causes confusion. Now, saying that was what's good, what's good uh, protocol? What is you know good negotiations and etiquette? Mm-hmm. With one another, yes, it is good to get everything back within that time limit. But legally, not the case. Not the case at all. And were you aware of that? Of course, because I'm married to you. I'm quite mm-hmm. aware of that. And I deal with purchase agreements in my business. Yeah. Are you saying that's all I talk about? Pretty much, yes. Oh, okay. Outside of that, I, 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 I would have been confused about that too. I would have thought, oh, they have mm-hmm. to, I have to, you know, they have to answer back. I wouldn't think that they could just completely ignore that. Uh, but again, I think it, I'm thinking um, dealing with something like this, that, that's such a huge thing in your life. Like you say, it's probably good etiquette to maybe communicate something so that mm-hmm. you don't annoy the one side. So if yeah, the seller they're knows waiting. they're going to say, if the seller knows they want to change something, then you as their realtor would communicate perhaps with the other realtor. We're, you know, we're going to be doing a sign back. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, you, you want to always keep the lines of communication open, I think, so that you don't annoy exactly. the other side. Exactly. Well, listen, we're already at break time. Folks, you've been listening to Reality Realty Northumberland, 89.7 FM's local real estate talk. Join us after this break. We'll continue to talk about some opposing opinions and some confusing issues in real estate. Welcome back. This is your Real Estate Forum, Northumberland 89.7 FM's Reality Realty with Dale Bryant. And our guest today is mortgage broker Carol Ann Bryant. Uh, before the break, we were talking about, uh, about opposing opinions in real estate and confusing issues in real estate. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But Carol Ann, I got something here I thought was... Uh, I ran across something that I thought was really good, and it's five tips for moving. Um, okay. Yeah, five five handy tips. Now these are good. These are great tips if you're moving to another home, uh, but some of these are also even good uh, if you've got children going to university or college in a few weeks, and you're going to be moving a bunch of their stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. Lots of fun. Absolutely, and some of these. We've been there, done that. Yeah, and we're Many still years. and we're still going to be doing it for yes. a while. And uh, a number of these tips can be used for that, that move as well. Well, tip number one, and maybe maybe some people are already doing it, but this is something that if you stick to this idea, it is so handy. And that is when you're taking furniture apart or, or anything apart that has hardware, you're going to have nuts, bolts, you're going to have brackets, tape that stuff to the underside of the furniture that you're taking it off of or put it in put it in a little plastic bag and tape that bag to it because how many times are you go back and try to put something back together and 
you don't know where the hardware is for it. It could be in another box, and everybody's waiting. Maybe they want that bed put together, but yep. the bolts are missing, and, and yep. we can't put it together until we find the bolts. And it's a really good idea. A really great idea. I, I was just trying to think. I think that, that you used, that you did that when we yeah. moved, but I'm also thinking about the various nuts and bolts and brackets of random pieces we have in we our We still have them. We don't know where they belong. <laughs> we don't know where they belong. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you can just be too honest on the okay. radio, right? All right. Okay. So tip number two, um, you know, when you're moving, you're going to have some soft items. You're going to have items like possibly um, you're going to have uh, stuffed animals, pillows, sheets, blankets. Put these in different bags. Put them in grocery bags. Put them in garbage Recycle. bags, recycling yeah. bags. And and as you're packing up the vehicle or the trailer, use these as, as packing material to help keep things in place and not bang against each other. Mm-hmm. You know, no sense, no sense stacking them in all one place and, and when they can actually be useful. I thought that was a good one. Uh, another thing about packing, number three, if... If you're moving your home and you have collectibles like plates, expensive plates or bowls or something like that, uh, go out and get some paper plates or styrofoam plates and put them in between these um, collectibles, these expensive dishes, because the plates will just fit in nicely with the paper or plastic plates. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah. And you're not going to get the rattling and you're not going to worry about getting to where you're going and having a bunch of things chipped or shattered. Yeah. Uh, number four, I like this one a lot, and I, I, I've seen our daughter do this, <clears throat> and that's be, when you're moving clothes that are hung up in a closet, and you, you just go and you grab you know, a, a clump of hangers, yeah. and, and that can be heavy too. Um, you know, you gotta, you got to pick the right amount of hangers, but before you do that, get a, get a recycling bag or a garbage bag, open it up, and, and scoop from the un from the bottom of the clothes and bring the bag up to the top of the hanger just before the hook and then pull that drawstring. And now when you go and take that clump of clothes, all those clothes are protected so you can put them on top of something and and those clean clothes that were in your closet aren't going to get dirty. So you've created a garment bag. You've created a really yeah. cheap garment yeah, bag. Yeah, really good idea. Exactly. And and the fifth one on this um, on this item I found was if you got an entertainment system in your house or or anything with wiring, electronics, your computer system, maybe you got speakers and whatever hooked up, uh, turn around the back of that. And get your phone out and snap a picture because it's even, I think it's even better than taping each end and, uh, and labeling them. You take that picture and you're going to know exactly when you get to where you're going, exactly what wires need to go where. Mm-hmm. And, and so many of us have phones or if you don't have a phone, somebody that's helping you. Yeah. Very good chance that they got a phone. Handy tips, Dale. Handy tips. Handy tips. And I just couldn't ignore it. Anyways, uh, more more here's back to our back to our uh, opposing opinions and confusing issues in real estate i was just working with uh the interior designer i work with all the all the time uh sherry wright house of a cell and we were staging a home and while we were staging this home she mentioned to me that uh she's spoken to several realtors uh in not the not too long ago and 
realtors having the mindset that the staging's a waste of time. Now, what she found odd is because myself and others, other local realtors in the community, and forget about just locally. I mean, this is happening all around the world. Right. People are getting their home staged, and they're getting a home staged so that their home becomes the best version of the home it can be, and, and it'll sell faster, and it'll sell for more money. And so a number of us are all for this, and, and we see the value to the client. Mm-hmm. But she actually had realtors telling her, there's no value. You know, this home staging is... is it's a nonsense. It's just a waste of time, waste of money. And uh, so they're there once again, just like the pre-inspection, yep. very differing opposing, opposing yeah. opinions on that from people with the same license. Right. So it causes a lot of confusion. And you've seen... I've seen the differences made for for your listings, for sure. Uh, I see the before pictures, and then I see the after pictures when Sherry and and you have gone in. You you help Sherry. You move furniture Mm -hmm. around and whatnot. And it's quite quite the transformation. And you will attest to the fact that it, in most cases, it has been very beneficial to your clients. If not, in some cases, they've received more money for their home. Well. Absol- absolutely. I'll I'll walk out of that home two and a half, three hours later, and I know instantly that we've just upped the value right. of that home because it, it its appeal, its appeal has just grown, and and in many times it's grown with the very stuff that they had before. I was just gonna say some people might think, oh, it's such a hassle, but Sherry's really great in that oh, she uses what is the homeowner has already. And she she's very talented that way, so yeah. I I completely see the value in it. I think probably and probably more so for a certain generation of buyers, they want to walk in and just see that the house is going to be sort of move in ready. Yeah, and and, and there the, might be some some buyers that aren't afraid of some work and and can see past some things, but the majority of people need to be given the vision. I think. Yes, and and the other part, I mean, that's when we just work with what they have. But the other part of it is, um, and 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 first of all, let me just say this: if I just because I have a sense of what needs to be done, but if I go into somebody's house and I'm into homes all the time, and I see I see what Sherry does, I know from my own sense of what what's right and wrong. I know I could help a home, but there's no way I have the skill sets that someone like Sherry has. And so if I if I as a realtor say, oh yeah, you know, trust me, I'm going to stage your home. Well, yeah, I, c- I could possibly make it a bit better. But to yeah, get... Yeah, you know, the common things, declutter, get rid of your personal touches that you have. But there's a skill there that I just don't have and not everybody has. And when you bring in a professional, that's where you get those very subtle things that make the world of difference. That's where you get a vision Right? There's a vision there. Just making a room look bigger by reconfiguring the furniture in the room. I've seen that happen with some of Mm. your your homes where, you know, she's changed the furniture around and now the room looks entirely different. (laughs) Yeah. And and now the other thing is you get get, uh, someone like Sherry to come in. They do an assessment. They do a consultation. And they come back a few days later with their team of people. Mm -hmm. And maybe the homeowner spends... Uh, two or three thousand dollars, or or maybe more, depending on what needs to be done. 
But that is such a huge return on investment it, with someone like Sherry to come in with her team of people and maybe they'll be painting, maybe they'll be doing some repairing, they'll be doing the typical staging, moving things around. That that two, three, four thousand dollars that you spend with someone skilled, someone skilled. Yes. Uh, you can your return on investment. I mean, it can it can double, it could triple, it could quadruple, uh, depending on on the right. home. Absolutely, and and even even more. Uh, so so interesting. Once again, different opinions. Mm-hmm from from professionals another thing here we had i wanted to talk about that can be confusing you sometimes you'll have a, a seller and an offer comes in and then they'll they'll ask me very often they'll ask me they'll say well dale if we accept this offer can we also accept other offers because right. they, they think oh you know this this offer has some conditions we can still accept other offers well the an- the answer to that is if, if there's a condition like the buyer needs to sell their home, so it's conditional on them selling their home, mm-hmm. that's a long condition. That could, be, right. that could be a 30-day condition. And you always want to have an escape clause following that condition, saying that the buyer, the seller still can have their home up for sale. And if they, if they get another offer that's acceptable, that the buyer number one has X number of hours to either firm up or walk away and and be mutually released from the home. So in a condition, in a long condition like that, yes, you can still accept offers, but that offer has to be conditional on being released from the first offer. Yeah. But if you have an offer that comes in, it's home inspection, it's financing, it's maybe insurance, uh, things like that, that are taking 5, 10 business days. Right. No, you, you can't you, accept any more offers. No, you can have people come in and look at your home yeah, still, and, and if, you, you, if you choose. Yeah, and you could yes. you could have an offer, but the offer would have to be a conditional on being released from the previous offer, or or, or the previous offer, you know, not firming up, you know. But but still, it just doesn't happen like that. Right. It you can accept other offers if you have this very long condition, and and there's an escape clause in there for you. So. So, yeah, make sure the offer you're accepting is something good. It's something mm-hmm. you feel good about that you you have no reason to believe it's, it's just going to, you know, go away quickly uh, because you do handcuff yourself for those few days. Right. Yeah. Well, anyways, Carol Ann, that's, that's the end of the show already. And it doesn't seem like we've been here a whole hour, does it? No. Well, I'd like to thank you, Carol Ann, for joining me again. You're welcome. And how can people get in touch with you if they would like some more mortgage advice or they would like to get a mortgage? Uh, my cell phone is the best way to contact me at 289-251-2948. All right. And folks, if you have any questions or comments about today's show or any real estate questions, you can contact me, Dale Bryant, by emailing dale at dalebryant.ca or call into the radio station at 905 372 2391 and leave me a message and don't forget to join me dale bryant i'm an active real estate broker with royal LePage pro alliance realty brokerage join me next thursday from 11 a.m until 12 noon for reality realty on northumberland 89.7 fm truly local radio until next week folks